Okay, guys, today's a really special episode, and this is actually our very first episode from a new podcast that I've started with a group of five other friends of mine, and we're calling it, drumroll please, Girls Gone Holy. (laughs) And we discuss in this episode like how that name came about, and it's kind of a funny story, but I wanted to share the pilot episode on my podcast because I want to tell you about it. I want you to go follow. I want you to go listen because it's going to be great conversations with other Christian women about business and politics, maybe um, family, you know, what it means to live wild for Christ um, in a biblical way. And I just, I love these women so much. They're so fantastic. They're so amazing. And I want to introduce you to them because, hey, you know, if you don't know them or you haven't, you're not following them on social media, I want you to because each one of these ladies have has a sphere of influence that God's called them to that they're making an impact in and taking ground in. And so this is our pilot episode for the new podcast, Girls Gone Holy, and I hope that you enjoy it. Um, go follow the podcast, go listen to it, and this is going to be a great episode talking about core values, and honestly, about friendship. So I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the She Can Share podcast, where I am going to help you arise and shine as the woman of influence that God is calling you to be, where you are going to learn how to share your God-given gifts, talents, and abilities with the world through content creation and by just being who you are. You are meant to let go of shame, guilt, condemnation, and fear, and arise and shine and be the light of the world. So whether you're here to grow your influence, grow your business, or just learn some content creation tips to express Christ in you, I want you to know that I'm here for it. So let's get started. What is up, y'all? We are here with the Girls Gone Holy podcast, and this is the first recording. This is the pilot episode, and you never actually know what's going to come out of a group of women's mouths. One, because I've never actually heard a podcast that has six talkers, six leaders, six legend makers on the actual microphone. And so the fact that nobody has yet chimed in is shocking to me. I hope that you guys tune in not only to the audio version of this, but to the video, because you're going to see us snapping and clapping and dancing and cheersing one another on because that's what we do and we do it best. The coolest part about it is we aren't a group of friends that have been around the block together for a decade or anything like that. Most of us are newbies to the group and I get the honor and the joy of bringing people together often. It's one of my superpowers is to connect. My name's Tamara. You'll get used to all of our voices and our names as we do more introductions throughout the show. Um, But I had this wild idea because I was feeling really alone in the entrepreneurial journey specifically, but even as moms and women and all the roles that we play, we can get in our own headspace and often feel like we're completely walking this thing out without a counterpart, without another woman who has gone before us or somebody else who could be at our side to lift our hands and our arms in the moments of need. And so in that moment of depravity, instead of letting the enemy win, I said no. I kicked him in the face and I said, I'm just going to bring 
bring together a bunch of women. And when I did that, they didn't know each other. And so whoever said yes, said yes. But I was also wildly intentional with who was going to be in the room. I wanted them to be women of honor. I wanted them to be women of grace. I wanted them to have a connection to you that inspired me. I wanted them to have fun <laughs> and adventure because I am definitely one of those people who loves adrenaline and to do it in a healthy way. And so the fact that this podcast is what it is now is really wild to us. We are already shocked and in awe of what God does when we say yes to him. When we come into a room, when we fly across country, when we put on our bathing suits and we splash around of it in a pool and we start having real raw conversation about what's really going on. And so this was not a surface level networking opportunity. This was a time for us to really come and lift one another up and get to the bare bones of who we are. And I will say my one of my favorite parts, there were so many amazing parts, even affogados, which we'll talk about later, <laughs> about the time together. But was one of our prophetic sisters, Melissa. She, on the night one, had all of us come together and she shared, and I, I have it on my desk to this point unintentionally. It's been here since the day I've gotten home from Arizona. Um, look, Natalie has hers too. Oh, that's hi. so good. <laughs> so she wrote these letters and they just were a prophetic lens to uh, encourage us. And it was about birthing. And mine was literally, I feel like you're pregnant. And two weeks before that, I had told my husband, babe, I'm not pregnant. And yet I feel right now that we are, we're birthing something together and that it's going to be so incredible for women, men, people at all coming together to hear what it looks like to really commune, to really come together and have excavation of conversation and to, to learn together, to be together, to become better together, all of the things. And so you're going to hear from six women, maybe some more here and there, and maybe not all at the same time, because even today we're missing one one of our amazing women in the cohort, but this is probably going to be more of an experiment <laughs> than it is anything else and a willingness that we show up surrender to see what God wants to do through us. And so we're so excited to welcome you into this table, uh, really like the intro says, into this pool. Let's splash around a little bit and, and be willing to get a little wild, a little wet, and a little bit holy in the process. Jess, you want to share about where this name came from? My gosh. Yes. But can I just give you all a virtual hug right now? I love you guys. <laughs> oh my gosh. Those of you listening, welcome. I'm giving you a virtual hug as well. And I am just marveling, Tamara, as you're talking and marveling at the, the power of, of your yes. What your yes unlocks. It unlocks adventure. It unlocks revelation and so much. We're going to dive into it today. And I'm just so thankful that each of you gave God your yes and gave this collective and this podcast experiment your yes as well. And okay. So Tiffany and I were in a, a three week sabbatical in Italy when our text thread I know I wish y'all were with me when our group text thread was firing off with name ideas for what we could call the podcast and I'm I'm really big on names I wanted to sit down and pray through them and read through them and contemplate and really give my my honest feedback and I didn't have the time because we were traveling through Italy and I remember going oh my gosh you guys I, I haven't had the time to sit and read them yet but uh what about girls gone holy ha 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 that was a joke I left my phone and I come back everyone liked the name 
And I'm like, wait, 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 that was a joke. You guys, you guys get that. But then I know Natalie, you're like, but wait, and you unpacked it even more. So what came as, what came out of my imagination as something facetious, you all unveiled the beauty of that name, Girls Gone Holy. And we're going to talk more about what holiness is, but that's how the name came up. And we, you know, yes, we're better together. We're more creative together. And so here we are. Welcome to Girls Gone Holy. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, Jess. Uh, great. I think the thing that you said that was great is what, what we impact, but really what God impact with it. I mean, and the things that he's really taking back, um, and declaring again, you know, and girls gone holy for the people that understand where that might be a play on words of something else, uh, <laughs> wild, which, you know, wild, wild ones, God made us to be wild for him. And the thing that is so beautiful is he's really bringing us all back. It's always going back to him to the beginning, um, which, which is what he wants is his first love. And that's him. And I think that's where, when we came together and we're really sitting with the Lord and each other about what the values, um, hold in this setting and in this place, a sacred place, this holy place is, um, the core values that we really felt spoke to not only our heart, but what the Lord wants to do in us and through us to anybody that's listening or wanting to be part of this journey. And the thing that was so beautiful, um, is of course there's a million words and a million different meanings, you know, and if you go into the Bible and you go into the Strong's concordance, which I don't know if many people like to do that, but I know there's a lot of people on this, this group that loves to do word challenges and stuff. So I very much, uh, uh, it behooves you to go into the strongest concordance, I think, in these words too. But the core values that we really chose as a group to really, um, to really launch what God has has for this is wonder. We just think the wonder and the awe of God and the the goodness and beauty of Him and the wonder of Him. But really, wonder and just where that brings um, value to all of us. Holiness. Uh, it's obviously in the name, but we just the holiness of the spaces and the people that we spend time with and, um, and what God really wants to move in those holy places, freedom, the freedom to let God move in our lives and for us to live truly free and whole, um, with each other, but in with what God wants to do through us and what our, what our place is in this world, the wisdom that he, he gives to us, which I heard recently that the, the, the wisdom in the Bible kind of in modern day would be kind of the skills that we all bring because of what God has taught us over the years and through our life and our testimony. Um, so really the wisdom that God has bestowed upon us in the skills in our life, Uh, the fun, we can't do anything without fun, joy, fun, adventure. Those, you know, those, those words that we, I think sometimes forget to bring in the conversation when, when our lives kind of seem, um, not want to say messy, but just can, can sometimes be heavy, uh, with just, just even with our families, the beautiful part of that too, but, but fun, really what fun is what we really, really should be making sure is a part of the conversation. And then of course, honor, I mean, the honoring of God always in the spaces that we come, whether we have a stage or whether we're in our, 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 prayer closet at home to really honor the Lord and everything we do in, in our ministries and our marketplace ministries with each other and our relationships. So we really felt that as a group collectively, these words really embody everything that us as a group feels 
um, this that Girls Gone Holy really is about and what we want to bring to the space and to the air and to the world through us, with us, for us, um, for you. So we just hope that these core values really resonate. And um, and I do think the Strong's Concordance is something that <laughs> is a wonderful tool for us to, if you want to dive deeper and geek out, you'll hear that word a lot, geek out on um, on words and what they really mean. So... Well, I think what's going to be so cool today, you guys are going to get to hear from a majority, five of the six of us, and you're going to get to hear the name, their name connected to a word. And when we brought all of these to life, it was so wild because everybody came up with their own ideas of what the core values could be. And then when we sat together, there was so much symmetry and synergy, which you know, it's never shocking and yet God still shocks and awes me every single day. And so we're gonna allow each of us who are really represent some of these words to its entirety. And if you are watching this or you're seeing some of these clips later, you're gonna see why the words are an essence of that person through and through. And so each of us is going to unpack the word, what it means to us and why it's going to be a premise of this particular show. We hope of all the things that you get out of this particular pilot episode, you get an invitation, an invitation to come splash around with us, an invitation to come play um, and to really love on not only the Lord, but also who the Lord had created you to be because you have your own core values. And we think maybe you might adopt some of ours in the process of getting to know us and being a part of this community. There is a lot that is going to happen. We have so many visions of poolside conversations, of doing a, a conversation, a podcast tour to people's cozy couches. And so you're not going to not see us together anytime soon. In fact, we're going to be together more than you could probably ask or hope. But ultimately, tune in weekly to this show. It's I, we hope that it blesses you. Yay! And our six, and our six gal join the party. Ooh. Tiffany, all the way from Italy. We're so excited to have her and just in the nick of time. <laughs> so we're about to jump into the values. And first up, you're going to hear from Jessica Shakir on the word of wonder. Oh, well, to honor our time, I'm putting a, an alarm on because I can geek out totally, completely like you all. I know you can. And we were thinking that wonder should be the first core value that we talk about and that we set up. And I just want to whet our appetite on the wonders of this spiritual principle of wonder and how foundational it really truly is to our spiritual formation. And so if you look up wonder in the dictionary, you'll see amazement, awe, marvel, astonishment, surprise. And if you go to Strong's Concordance, thank you, Natalie, for that setup. Um, wonder is a noun and it is also a verb in, in the Bible. And wonder as a noun, if for all the people who geek out, want to look at it up for yourself, is H4159 is mo faith. For real, you guys, it's pronounced mo faith. So if you I need a t-shirt that says Mo Faith, please. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it is so if we want Mo Faith, we, it would behoove us to really condition ourselves to walk out this life of being and staying and remaining in awe and wonder in the God of wonder. Wonder is also a verb, a pala. And I love that the root word of pala is to bear fruit, to be fruitful. And by the way, the root word in the Hebrew for mofeh is beautiful. So what are we in awe and wonder of? The beauty of God, the glory of God. And what I love about wonder, I always say that the best soul care tip 
is to marvel at the at the Lord for at least five to ten minutes a day. That is my favorite Good. focus. Go outside. In fact, before we started this podcast, I had to go outside and stand under an open sky and the leaves are turning yellow and orange and falling and flying through the air. And I just sat there with my arms wide open, looking up with the warmth of heaven on my skin, standing literally in awe and wonder of the God who made it all. So what I love about true wonder is it activates both the emotional and the intellectual capacity, both the heart and the head. And so you think of, well, wonder. I mean, it's kind of, everybody does that, right? It's not really a big deal. When I was studying this, and we'll unpack it more in future conversations, but, you know, the head and the heart to delight and to contemplate. And so I think that, in fact, I, I know as I read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, we can't enter into a, a life of wonder and awe and true delight apart from Sabbath, y'all, apart from Sabbath. And I love there's four stages of Sabbath. And this is really imperative that we get this and not just have more head knowledge about it, but let it go from head to heart. Here are the four classical stages of Sabbath. I'm sure this might be a, a review for us, but number one, to stop, literally just stop what you're doing. <laughs> and, and then number two, rest fall into the arms of God, who from the beginning in Genesis, inviting us to rest with him. So number one is stop. Number two, rest. Number three, then we can, then we can delight. We have a delight deficiency in the church and in the world. And it's because we don't stop enough. We don't rest enough. And if we don't do those first two things, we'll never enter into delight. And then number four, which I love, 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 contemplation, contemplate. And coming back to wonder, it'll activate the intellect. It'll activate the heart. It'll draw you to heaven. And I love that in my, my last little minute here, you guys, of uh, my unpacking wonder, my mind goes to Job, which might be a little um, interesting choice. But, you know, everything that Job went through, and then finally we get to chapter 38 and 39 of this poor man's story, and God speaks. And what does he speak? He reminds Job, I am the creator. You are the creature. Were you there when I spoke the ocean into existence? And when I told the mighty waves, you can stop here, not go any further. Were you there? God came and I might even think like, I might want to like hug Job and tell him it's okay. You didn't do anything wrong. But God came on the scene and he said, I am the creator of all. And Job replied in Job 42, three, surely I spoke of these things and I did not understand things too wondrous pala, for me to know. And so there's something so foundational, so healing when we stop and be still and know that he is God and we are not. When we marvel, there's my timer. When we marvel, when we contemplate, when we delight, what happens is we humble ourselves before our creator and marveling and, and wonder should and will always bring you back into the arms of the one who holds it all up. Okay, mic drop. The show's done. Thank you for that. I mean, literally, that's that's only one. But I have to share, and this is why there's so much kindred connection in this space between us, and you're going to get to hear each of us kind of, oh my gosh, jump into the areas that light us up. 
every single one of us is over here shaking our head and we're smiling ear to ear on two occasions. One, because we are literally lifting up Jessica in this moment because beauty and wonder is like her heart of hearts. And we're celebrating that in her, in addition to the fact that we are raising our hands like me too, me too. Because earlier this year, I was on a women's retreat. And whenever I do those, as you guys just were in Italy doing this, you don't really know exactly what the Lord has planned. You yeah. prepare and he just is in the wonder. But the two words that he gave me, I have never, ever explored. And it was desire and wonder. And so the entire week we went on this, this tour of the Bible and through the desire of our hearts and the wonder of creation. And so I love that you brought up Job. It's one of my favorites. I didn't see that side of the story or the book of Job when I first was in the fire. But on the other side, when you're not actually in the pits of despair with Job and you're in that space of joy, you realize, holy moly, like God is so present in all of those areas. And delight, I don't know if you knew this, Jess, I just announced it last week, is the word for my birth year. And so Psalm 37, four is to delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you all the desires of your heart. And you're gonna hear verses like these that might be pulled out of context on a t-shirt or an Instagram post, but our heart here is to go deeper, to understand how is it that if my heart is fickle, am I also able to receive the desires of my heart? And so this is just the beginning and I am so excited that you got to unpack wonder and I am wondering and delighting alongside you. So next up, you guys are going to hear from the beautiful Tiffany, who is literally in Italy locked out right now. Of her yeah, I'm, standing, I'm standing in wonder of that. I'm just in wonder <laughs> of the fact that Tiffany is in another country locked out of her house, somehow still tuning in to be a part of this episode. It's that important. And she's going to be unpacking an amazing core value of honor, which is just the totality of who she is. So Tiff, I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, I just, I'm glad, so glad I made it. I'm locked out of my house right now. All the internet went out in our village. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, we made it here, fam. So I'm super excited to talk all things, um, honor I almost said wonder too because I'm in wonder that <laughs> we we made it here um but yeah so I weep when I think about honor um because I can't help but think of the visual scene of the prodigal son when he comes back home and his he's walking in shame and guilt and the and the things that we don't realize that we carry around um, in this life that we're burdened by and the, the father sees his son from afar and all he can do is drop whatever he has in his hands and just go running towards his son and he's not treating his son from oh my gosh you just walked away do you realize what you just did he's running because he's like I know who my son is like I know his born identity and I'm swooping him up and picking him up and calling him back to where he belongs and I can't help but think when I think about honor it's not ever treating people from what um, our perspective or our lens has allowed us to but what is heaven roaring over that person's life and I and I take it with bold faith of when I'm interacting with people and going okay I see like what heaven is roaring over your life right now like I will constantly stand in the gap for the identity of even in a a short perspective or, or a lens of maybe somebody like 
I don't agree with something that they might be saying or whatever the case may be. Like I'm going to see constantly go back into heaven and be like, what are you doing Lord in their life? What are you calling them into and standing in between that space? I also love that the definition of honor is giving weight uh, to that person's identity into the definition of who God has called them to be. And I can't help but think as believers, this, beautiful opportunity that we have to stand in the gap for one another and be like hey like I know that you might be feeling down the trenches right now but I'm gonna like I'm gonna like come over here to my left and I'm gonna take a stand for you um, of just standing in the gap and knowing what you're contending for and what you're what you're fighting for um and whatever season that looks like and the last thing that I'll say with this is that all of us were shaped with different lenses different perspectives, um, you know, different definitions and values of, hey, this means this to me, and this means this to me, and all the, you know, types of things. And we can stand really firm in what those beliefs are. And I, and I love um, that we have a lot of uh, fun and wild beliefs about the different things, but I also um, can't help but just think of the perspective and the lens that God continues to ask that we um, integrate with one another and do relationship with one another. And I think in a world today that we're constantly like drawing the line in the sand of I believe this and you believe this it's the willingness to also not have to be right about everything and to be able to say hey like I want to see things from your lens and from your perspective and just really honor the perspective and maybe worldview that God has given you that I might not have revelation of yet and I want to lean into that and know what God is speaking into your life or what he's shown you about something else in that. And so I just can't help but contend with this word honor and let it be really, I say that it's my life song <laughs> in it because I just want to constantly be able to hold a value that always is seeing what heaven is doing here on earth rather than my limited perspective because God's always going to Ephesians 328 up and it's going to be more than ever I could possibly imagine um, or anything than our biggest dreams and whatnot. So uh, that is why I'm super passionate about honor. And um, like Jess said, we're going to be going through this so much as we journey together in this, this wild story, but I'm super excited to just even share like a little bit of a, a nutshell with you of what that looks like. And then we'll continue to break it open throughout the next season as well. I love that that is your word. Sorry. I don't want to speak over anybody, but I love that that is your word because you are the community builder and Honor is what builds community when you can, you know, recognize somebody and see them and honor them for who God made them and honor their experiences. And just, it's kind of the filter of which you live life. And it's what brings people together. It's what builds trust, like in a business organization. I always think of things like from business perspective as well, because when you honor people, regardless of what their experience or what their belief, you create this cohesiveness um, that is just unbreakable and you create this loyalty and that's what you've done through your organization across the world. And I just, I love that that's what you're speaking to because you are a bright shining light of honor and I'm honored to be alongside you. <laughs> 
So good. There's so many layers we all want to jump into. Uh, next is the core value of holiness. And you heard from Natalie earlier as she was sharing through all of these. But Nat, I'm so excited for you to dive into what this means to you and the core value for our group. I'm still just sitting in honor. I think that that is, like Kristen said, it's just it's something that we, if we can just take pause, I think, because some people don't maybe understand what that really, what honor really looks played out. We know the word, we can see movies and, and there could be these like big shining moments um, of, of a battle of something, but what is, what is honor really played out um, your daily life? And I'm, so I'm still kind of sitting in that, but that's so funny because that's also where I feel is where the holy ground that you that you place in your life. And in order for I really feel honor to exist, you have to give space for the holiness of it. And so I think it is so perfect that I'm going after Tiffany with what holiness um, one of our core values is. Um, and when again, I'm like, Jessica, I love, love the Strong's Concordance. And so holy is actually in the in the Bible 544 times. And the thing about holy and where we say holiness, but really holy uh, is really a part is setting apart is a sacredness um, apartness is I think what what it says separateness that that you that in order for you to really live holy, you are going to be set apart and you're not necessarily going to look, think, act, um, sound like the things around you, right? We're in the world, but we're not of it. And I think there's a time where we as people have to stop for a moment and and really take back that holiness that wants to be taken every day, that wants to be stripped from us, that, you know, we're always working against the grain, it feels like, but we don't have to because we we always posture from a place of victory. But we are in a place that is constantly wanting to, to, to take that, to take those holy places. And the one thing that I um I love about it's in the old testament and um i work with kids a lot and in children's ministry the one thing that i love to speak to is about like about the tabernacle and the and it really helps give a visual for people um back with moses but it helps where how we learn and how we live our life and at the tabernacle back in moses's time it was how you went and at the time only only moses could go and speak to the lord and um and the way that it was set up to give a visual for people is the, you had the outer courtyard, which is kind of where the animals and all just life existed. And then you had the holy place, which was, you know, you could go in there, but you took your shoes off and it was, you know, I guess you would say maybe the modern day church or, or the place in your, in your life, wherever you go, where you, you kind of maybe take a breath and you get away from um, the craziness of, of life. But then you have the holy of holies, which back then, like only only the priest, only Moses or could go in that. And the thing that is so beautiful about the redemption of Jesus is that he broke that away so that we, all of us could go into the Holy of Holies every day in our hearts, every day. We don't need to go to the, move from the courtyard to the holy place and then into the Holy of Holies. Like every day is the Holy of Holies if we make space for it. And the thing about holiness is not when, okay, when I'm done with my day, I'm going to go to my prayer closet, which exists maybe in your life, or, Hey, I'm going to make space to read my Bible and sit with the Lord in the early mornings before people wake up or at the end of the night, which all have their place. Do not get me wrong. But the, the, 
the thing that I know every day I'm seeking God's face in is in my daily life. Like, am I living in a holy of holies in my daily life? And this, I know um, somebody I know once said, and I, I always think about this is when she's making, um, she said, when I'm cooking, you know, I was cooking spaghetti, like I'll just go, Jesus, do, do how much oregano should I put in my, in my sauce? And just do people, you ask God for, for him to intervene in your life in the simplest places of how much, how much oregano or, or I'm going to order this coffee. What should I have? What, what, what should I have? God, what should I have? Jesus sit with me. And you know I know the Lord's chicken at Chick-fil-A had to have been requested. Yes. Like where's that pickle Lord's juice at? Chicken. Right. Like, let's be real. But, but those are the places that I feel we, we feel are, are not allowed for God, or I don't want to say not allowed, but we, we don't make space for it when that's where he wants to be with us and all the fascia of our life, the, the, the intricacies of everything and asking those questions. And, and the part about holiness is it's not this thing that is unattainable. And it's not this thing that only is meant for some and not for all. It's not this place that we have to create a uh, Sukkot, I like to say it because I love that, um, you know, or or the or a tent where we can only certain people can go in there. This is a place that God wants to reside in your heart every day. And it's it's there. We are the temple now. We are the place that God wants to be holy with us. And and I I think that's why to the the true essence, and I think that's the best word I feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to use right now is essence of of it all is is holiness in our every moment of our life. And so for that, this had to have been one of our core values because we as women together, when we came together, that's something I feel we all really want for each other, for ourselves. And we want to create that to where we can uplift and remind, remind each other of that God is with you right now. Are you asking him what to put in that sauce? Are you asking him Hey, should I make this call or should I hold? Should I give pause to this or should I move forward? And and I think that we just need to really rest in that and re let him rest in us. And that's the holy place. So holiness is not something that we just do or have once in a while. It's every day with God. Mm, Natalie, preach, girlfriend. I love that. And by the way, I prayed. I literally said, Lord, what sweater should I wear today? No joke. Between <laughs> a couple. So here we are. But the scripture that comes to mind, Natalie, is First uh, Peter 1, 16, for it is written, be holy because I am holy. And I think back to, we are the image and the likeness of the living God and revelation of self and revelation of God happen inter interdependently. So when we go grow to more know of him, we grow to know more of ourselves and thank you, Jesus. When he died, that curtain that was separating that holy place and their tabernacle was ripped right open. And like I said, we just got back from Italy and every morning in Tuscany, I walked to the window and I pulled open those heavy curtains. And on the other side was a view of the green contours of Tuscany and the hills and the trees that we all know and think of when we think of Tuscany. And every morning I thought of something my mentor, Dr. Brian says, curtains are meant to be open. So thank you, Jesus, for making a way. The only reason we are holy is because of what Jesus did on the cross and that we are covered by his blood. And that is why we are holy. One more thing. I want to connect wonder and holiness. Um, Natalie, you were talking about separation. 
wonder in the Bible as a verb, pala, it means to separate by distinguishing actions. So there's an element of separation and the awe and wonder who God is. And we get to reflect that to the world too and, and be in that and, and dwell there. So I love the connection between wonder, honor, and holiness. And I'm, I'm excited for the next girl. Come on. <laughs> uh, I love that it's, this is an invitation to go to the word, right? Yeah. I talked about an invitation to come to the table, but it's also an invitation to go deeper in what you may or may not know. Um, and that's one thing I wanted to speak to connected to all of this is that we all came without knowing each other's backgrounds. We don't know each other's denominational affiliations. We don't know how long we've been saved or unsaved. Girls gone wild. I mean, holy, like mm -hmm. that's, a, that's an evolution for all of us, right? We're yeah. all always becoming. And so as I'm listening to some of them, I'm like, man, like I'm already convicted. I want to go get this Bible. I want to have it in my corner. I want to go and I want to research and I want to know how many times it's in the word so that when I go to reference it, it has that much more weight and at the very same time like it's just nice to have people in your corner that you can just learn from you don't always have to be the smartest in the room you don't always have to be the brightest star in the room and yet we're all so bright and together we're shining that much more brightly right now which is a part of what my word that i get to share next which is the value of freedom like this should be a place where we get to freely show up in the middle of our mess on the healing side of our mess when the mess is over there and we're just like witnessing somebody else's mess right like this is a part of having um life happen and us be okay to know that we're currently in the confines of flesh we are not on and to the side of heaven that eternity invites us into encourages us to come into and yet we know that heaven does exist on earth that the kingdom is at hand and that there's an exploration that's where wonder and awe in the mist it's not wait until you get to the other side of heaven it's find out right now and so there is a freedom in the midst of showing up who we are imperfectly perfect i always say like we're imperfect but we're perfectly pursuing the perfect one and the way in which we get to do that is through one of my favorite ways is adventure. I think my experience with God since day one has been such an adventure. High, low, high, low, mountains and valleys, right? But they say fruit grows in the valleys, the streams exist in the valleys, and we can be free to dance and adventure in that place and not feel like we are in a pit of shame, right? That's one of the biggest things I think connected to freedom that I want people to know is a lot of people might look from the outside looking in wow, this group of girls, they really do exist in the freedom of their holiness. They really do exist in the freedom of joy or they, you guys see baby or hear a fruit of the spirit that you haven't quite unlocked, but we're all in that pursuit of something more. And that pursuit is Jesus. Uh, and there's different essences. I love that word, Nat, the essence of a fruit. And for me, for so long, adventure relied on happiness and it relied on adrenaline. And I had to remove that mask in kind of like a rug pulled out from you experience. And it was in the becoming journey on the other side of that, the adventure of freely existing in my own skin, in who God created me to be outside of what 
expectations other people set on me outside of what the American dream was outside of what everyone else wanted to put me in their safe box outside of culture. And so when I think of freedom, I think about truly like dancing in the face of the enemy and just being like, you don't have control here. I get to exist in the fullness of my joy, even in the midst of what might appear or even feel like a valley. So joy exists no matter what the happenstance is. And as we go through this podcast, if if the odds or the, um, what's the word I'm looking for, when there are statistics connected to one in four, right? And two and six or whatever that looks like, it's going to unfold in this podcast. And if just a certain period of time happens, it's going to unfold again. And so for us to be able to represent women in totality by showing up here is something I'm really passionate about because I want people on the other side of that to know that you can be free and still be walking through the fire. There is a fourth man in the fire and you are free in the mist. So that's really my heart around what this looks like from a lens of adventure, from a lens of joy and pursuing God, regardless of our shame and our past sin. That's so good, Tamara. I, you know, I remember when I met you for the very first time, actually, we hadn't even met yet. I saw you at PodFest and you walked through the doors and looked like a supermodel. (laughs) Anybody that knows Tamara, she's beautiful, but she's beautiful because of the light that you bring. And what's so crazy, though, is after I got to know you and hear your story, like, guys, this girl isn't just a light because, you know, she has a happy life and she has a really fun background uh, (laughs) on her wall right now with colorful, colorful wallpaper and things. But it's because you actually did go through a really crazy experience. Personally, you went through the valley. And I know you're going to share that story. Everybody, you know, she has an incredible story about something that she walked through. And that is, that's what gives you, I think, the platform to actually talk about freedom. Because like you said, it it was, it's not this mask of like hustle culture. And I'm going to just like get it done. And I'm going to look really good doing it. But inside I'm struggling. No, you actually did the internal work where you let God see your mess, your struggle, your pain, your shame. Guys, she has this whole thing about turning your, you know, your shame and your pain into purpose. And that's really what you've done. And so I think for you to be talking about freedom is just so amazing because you embody it so well. I just want to have a dance party right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, everything. I love you. You guys are the best. All right. So I'm excited to get to the next core value because we can keep the lens on me, but you guys are shiny and I want you to see it to shine too. It's been so rich already. So if you guys are tuning in to this show for the very first time, this is obviously our pilot. There is so much more that's about to unfold and we're so grateful to have you along for the ride. So next up is my sister and friend who truly is one of the wisest people I know. And she shares wisdom through a lens of wealth and wealth obviously we know could be finances, but in the spiritual realm is so much more than that. And so I am grateful to call her friend, have her as a fellow mentor and just to co-create with her. Kristen, you're amazing. I love you. I love you back. And you know what? When I think of the word wisdom, I think of just the, the vast positive and negative experiences, cultures, close and cultures far, just the difference of people across the world and all of just everything that comes together from them. And I think wisdom comes like we often seek wisdom from elderly because they've had more time on this earth and they have 
uh, you know, experience different things. And so they can shed wisdom on us. And so I, you know, when I think of mentorship, you know, we lean on coaches, things like that. Success leaves clues. We always say that. And what I love about the Bible is it's, it's historical knowledge and wisdom that we can pick up and take anywhere with us. And if we ever come across any specific, like, challenge or complexity, wisdom from what has happened before us, from the people who come before us, we could just open up this book and find, you know, what do we do in this space? How do we act in this space? What are we supposed to learn in this space from the wisdom of those who come before us? So I think about, you know, wisdom doesn't just come from positive, positive experiences. It comes from negative experiences. And one of the things that I shared with Tamara as, you know, going into this room and saying yes to this opportunity is like, my wisdom and my experience is from a completely different space than some of yours. And while I, you know, while that can be intimidating at times, I also think to open the platform and just really be a space of all encompassing and all loving because wisdom is empathetic and it's compassionate and it it lacks judgment. It seeks to understand all people. And so I stepped into this space like a little uncomfortable, to be quite honest. I don't know every Bible verse out of the Bible. I don't quote all those things. And I have like walked through the trenches on the streets, but I'm not the biblical scholar. And so you're going to hear me throughout this time really, you know, come from that perspective. And, you know, we each have our own wisdom. And the reason that I want to be in this room with you all is what you have wisdom in is where I want growth in. And so I love you all. I'm excited to be in this space with you. And I just feel like that book holds all the wisdom. So good, Kristen. I, I love that. And I think that you carry wisdom so beautifully and especially in the spaces that you walk in and the authority that you carry. Um, and what even spaces, like you said, like real, the real estate world, investment world, like helping people learn how to create wealth. And um, obviously, like there's wisdom that goes along with that. And one of my favorite pieces of that as well is just in the stewardship of wisdom and what it looks like to really hone in and go after that because it's um, – you know, it's sort of kind of like that principle where it's like, okay, um, you keep doing the, the same thing over and over again is the definition of insanity. And, um, but you know, wisdom for a lot of people, it's like, you want to lean, really lean in into that and, um, steward the things that God's called you to. And I, um, my, my grandma raised me. So I always feel like I got a chance to be raised by different perspectives. So I just, I love that what you leaned into right there is so important just as the body of Christ, the capital C church and, you know, really going after that together, but also um, just for all those that don't know Kristen yet. And you're about to like, just get prepared for all the different wisdom that she's going to be dropping on y'all throughout this journey too. Um, and how she stewards things on her life for sure. I love that. My, my coach said to me the other day, you know, Kristen, God will keep teaching you the lesson until you learn it. And, you know, sometimes in order to absorb wisdom and learn and grow, we have to first be coachable and understand that there's a lesson here in this journey that we're missing. And so I'm um, just reminding myself and, and as we go through this journey together for us all to be just open-minded and, and coachable and willing to learn from each other and all of our listeners, there's just the, the, 
knowledge and experiences that we've each lived through and that we bring to the table is no doubt going to make us all better together. So love you girls. Oh my gosh. I love you really quick. You guys, Kristen, I love what you shared and Tiffany. And, and I just keep thinking this is an invitation to learn with us, not just from us. And I'm, we're constantly learning from each other, but with each other more importantly. And I love the heart behind this collective and what we're doing here. So just had to, just had to share that. Love you, Kristen. Thank you. It's so good and so true. And you alluded to it a bit here um, and you hopefully listened to the intro of this pilot and this show, but know that this conversation isn't all about it is all about the Bible. Let me rephrase that. It is 100 percent all about Jesus. And how do we walk that out like practically every single day through business as entrepreneurs, as leaders, as moms, as families, as wealth generators and generational bondage breakers? And yeah, we we talk about how we might have a little bit of political banter. True. You cannot exist in a silo or a chasm when you're here on earth. Like we can't do that. We're not just sitting on, at church on Sunday. We are the church. And so that means we're mobilized in all of the different areas in the marketplace that we show up. And we have a lot of fun while we're doing it, which has to be our last core value, no questions asked. And of course, the fun factor, the courage creator, the creative queen herself, Melissa, is going to jump into it. Oh, my gosh. I love it, Tamara. Camera courage. That was like my big thing that I got when we were all in Arizona together. Tiffany actually asked me, this is such a good question. She said, if there was one thing that you could look at the world and say, not on my watch, what would it be? And it was this like prophetic moment. And I was like, to eliminate shyness and activate courage. It like came from the depths of inside of me. Um, and so I just love that, but really what that is, that question, if you could look at the world and say, not on my watch, I think that that's an invitation to like really assess what are you called to co-labor with God to either eliminate, eradicate, amplify, do, create. And I think, you know, for years I had this huge heart, still do have this heart for evangelism to see people activated and mobilized, to share your faith, to advance the kingdom of heaven. And I spent years, you know, just like literally door knocking, door knocking, <laughs> being like, hey, can I tell you about Jesus? Hey, can I talk to you in the grocery store? Hey, <laughs> and we have some cool stories. But at one point Awkward. I got pregnant, right? <laughs> got pregnant, got married. Well, sorry, I got married. And then I got <laughs> That's pregnant. That's okay. Everybody's got a story, here. Melissa. <laughs> Girls got holy, definitely girls got holy. <laughs> but right. Um, oh my gosh, totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> the so point good. is life happened and I wasn't this like young 20 year old anymore. It's like, I have bills, you know, we got jobs. So it's like, man, how can we do the mission when we have a job to do? It's like, and then God really started to show me your job can be your mission. And that didn't come, you know, right away. That came really years later and kind of like led into what I do today. But um, the word that I have, the word that I have is create, that we're called to be co-creators with Christ, you know, co-create the life that he's called us to live. And I was reading in Proverbs um, a couple months ago and I read this scripture and do you ever read a scripture 
and you've read it, you know, hundreds of times and it it's just a scripture, not saying anything about the word, but it hasn't become ra- that rhema word. It hasn't become revelation to you yet. And I, but I was reading and this jumped out at me and it's in Proverbs 31 verse 16. And it says, she considers a field and buys it out of her earnings. She plants a vineyard. And it just made me think how so often people will look around. Most of the world will look around and see a field, but oftentimes God puts dreams and visions and skills and gifts inside of us that we don't see a field. We see a vineyard. And if we allow what other people to see, to dictate the plans and the purposes and the callings that God's put on our heart, then we will never step into or create the vineyard that we're called to create, which I love. Like when I think of a vineyard, I think of like, you know, a place of joy, a place of safety, a place of refreshing, a place of shade, of comfort. And we're meant, we're literally meant to do that as the body of Christ for the world. We're not meant to be in a place of need. We're literally meant to meet needs as the body of Christ, right? As followers of Jesus. And so to read the scripture and see, she considers a field and buys it out of her earnings. She plants a vineyard. I'm just like, man, you know, it didn't say God created a vineyard. It said God, you know, there was a field there and she created a vineyard. And so I just am like, man, ladies, girls gone holy. We're creating a vineyard right now with this podcast, right? (laughs) Um, Just like a place of community and a place of friendship and in full transparency, you know, and I know all these girls here were looking for something. We all came to Arizona because maybe we needed refreshing. Maybe we, I know Tamara did, did, didn't. God met met her in her place of need, but to be honest, (laughs) to be honest, like I was looking for friendship. And I actually have on my vision board here, I should pull it down. I actually, no joke, have a picture of the show Better Together because to me, it was like a group of women on a talk show, which I just love talking, if you can't tell, on a talk show, sharing heart, talking about the things of God. And like, I have that on my vision board. I've had that for about a year and a half. Just put it up there because it's something I wanted. <laughs> Tamara's given this. And then to like, literally on a whim, go to Arizona with Tamara, who I knew, and then some other women that I did not know. And God met me because I prayed and asked, Lord, I'd love some like awesome girlfriends. And then to literally create our version <laughs> of Better Together show, it's just incredible to me. And so I don't know. I didn't have notes for this. That's also very true to me. <laughs> Some of the girls came on the call today. They're like, I have my notes. I have my notes. I'm like, shoot. I don't have notes. <laughs> I had a scripture. But that's but fun. That's fun. That's to fun. Say, what's I God be- going to do with it, right? What's God going to do with it? Going to do with it. <laughs> Nat, I know you want to share about this too, because I think you're going to bring a really cool in. Oh, I didn't know if you were saying going to say anything. Um, no, I think the thing that you said um, that was just, it really rested in my heart, Melissa, was just when you, the courage, the courage to step out. And I think that's the thing that you do so beautifully is you show people that in the mess and in in the imperfection, which we're none of us are perfect, we never will be, but to really, to really say imperfect is something that people kind of 
steer away from and like, okay, I know I'm not perfect, but I don't want to say I'm imperfect, but kind of that's, there's a moment that you have to say, like, I'm not perfect. I'm imperfect the way God made me and, and having courage to say that and step out. And I think Melissa, what you do is you give space in a fun space. You give space. So for people to be courageous in their imperfections and you give a voice for that. And I think that's what is so valuable and what's so needed right now in this world where things are so quick to come and social media where, you know, we all know, right, social media and what people show is not necessarily reality. And it's this vacuum that, you know, in the last, you know, five, 10 years has kind of been amplified even more that you really bring it back to the to the rawness uh, in the reality of imperfection. And, you know, you said the trip that trip of a lifetime, we should call it probably yeah. for all of us and just what it did and resonated in all of us. And, um, and I just want to share a little bit about what you just said that really it, the Holy Spirit rested. And I wrote it down while you were talking was, you know, everyone came here and received something different from that place. And um, what he gave me was healing in a place that I did not want to be, I, I don't want to say I didn't want to be healed from, but that I didn't know really needed it. And and how he not only, not only did he bring me to that place that I needed to come back to, um, for those I'm from Arizona. So that's where he brought me back to that place to heal, but in the, in the same tangible breath of, of life that God is just so beautifully done is he fulfilled it. He filled it and fulfilled it at the same moment with these beautiful women. And I say all that because I want to say that that took courage um, that, and it was messy and I was imperfect. And I, on a plane, I blubbery cried the entire way there. If I'm honest with you to be raw, because I knew that God was making something new in me and it is hard. And it is something that we face. And, and to know that when you are faced with whatever God wants to work out in refine repair, that the imperfections that come with it, just being honest, that takes courage. And I think that we collectively lean so much and have saw each other's imperfections and mess and embraced it, um, but called us higher from it. And that's the place too, that you want to find in, in a space with people is that to call higher and to not let it be your, your identity. Um, it doesn't define you. And, and when you do that, that breeds confidence and that breeds that breeds the place where, you know what, I don't need to be perfect. I don't need to be confident. I don't need to be courageous. I just need to allow God to do all those things in me so it could go through me. And I think that the the most important part of all of this is it, it can be so fun. It might be painful. It may hurt. It may be a lot of other things, but <laughs> it can be so fun. And I think that's that's the thing that is so lost nowadays. And, you know, and on this, we're wearing, like, it's just fun. Like, let God have fun with it. It doesn't have to be this, this, you know, drawn out, you know, dramatic music. I, mean, I love music, you know, soundtrack of a movie, like it could be fun, you know, and, and, and playful and it'd be an adventure. And I think that that's what God wants to bring us back to. And I think, Melissa, you do that. You do that so beautifully and it's effortlessly because it is a gifting. And, and I heard once someone say that your calling and your gifting is when it takes no energy to do what you yeah. do. And you yeah. that's you. You do it. You do all of those things that, in, that it sounds heavy, but you do it with such effortless and you make other people feel effortless and, and it be fun. So 
Thanks, Nat. I love you. I love you. I just love that this was not in any of our plans and this was not in the forecast. And yet it was in these different vision board moments for all of us. And so I can't wait to see where this show is going to go. I can't wait to see where our friendships are going to go. I can't wait to see how each of our individual testimonies and, and the seasons in which we get to celebrate one another and also the seasons where we're going to console one another and we're willing and we're here with postured hearts to be raw with you all to be able to talk about those hard things i know when i was gathering everyone i was really in the midst of a lot of disappointment and as melissa alluded i'm no longer walking through that valley but it's because i had women like you all in that space to to bring me out and to call out where the enemy had strongholds. And I think that's something that we're going to be really good at. And we're also going to bring light to for people who might be curious about things that are going on around the world. We're going to have those real conversations and kind of dive into them together to see what, what is God doing? What does the word say about this? And so really, as we said, this is going to be a, an adventure. It's going to be an opportunity for us to step in time with holiness and becoming more like Christ in the process, just being in the space of wonder and awe about what he's going to do through it because I surely am even just on this particular episode becoming more wise having a couple more gray hairs in the process and surely honoring one another in the seasons that we're in and what God's doing through us so let's be free to be us and we're definitely going to have a lot of fun no question so you guys any final mic drops before we secure this pilot episode I can't believe it happened it happened we created it yeah and, and what's the beauty of it and what's so unique and special about it is all of us were uncomfortable saying yes to the journey. We were all, you know, stepping out in courage and just, I, I don't know about, I, I'm certain about you guys, but I stepped in and I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? I don't even have girlfriends. And like I said, like we showed up at that house, we hung out for three days. We never left the house and we just had great conversations. And so of a friendship where we didn't know each other. It'll just be an amazing adventure together. So I'm honored to be there with you. Yeah. And I, I think the showing up can be the scariest because everyone, when you're showing up, it's like, oh my gosh, this happened and this happened. And, you know, you had to say goodbye to the husbands, to the kids, to my dog, you know, like leave everything behind and just show up no matter like what was going on in the midst of our lives. We showed up and then also showing up can be the most vulnerable and scary thing because it's like, all right, here's me. I, and it's not my online version. This is just who I am. This is what what my the it's not the energy I emulate in a 60 second reel or a you know like 10 second carousel this is like this is doing life with me and what it looks like and I think that there's just so much beauty in showing up and I and I think my my closing thought would be that we hope that we give everyone permission to show up in all of it, like show up in all the in-between spaces of feeling like you have it all together or you're still figuring it out and whatever that might look like. But it's like we showed up so that you can have permission to show up too and let our breakthrough be your breakthrough. And that's going to be the constant theme every time we get together is just wanting to make sure that let our floors be your ceiling and your, your launching pads and your launching spaces um, and doing that. So good. Praise God. Jessica, you're already over there praying and speaking in tongues and we can't even hear you because she's muted. <laughs> Close us out, girl. 
Lord. There's such a beautiful, rich theme of honor. And I, I have to just share Romans 12, 10. And it says, take the lead in honoring one another. Another translation says, outdo one another in showing honor. And can I just highlight for everybody right now that we recorded Girls Gone Holy on Halloween. Come on, come through. <laughs> Let's go. Are holy because of what Jesus did. We're covered by the blood of Jesus. And as ambassadors of him, ambassadors of heaven, it's okay if I just pray out. I feel, <laughs> but thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, that we get this beautiful honor to be yours and to be a reflection of you on this earth, to be your hands and feet, your voice, your creative essence. God, that we have the power, this authority, delegated power, that's what authority means, from you, from the creator, to push back the kingdom of darkness, to bring into every room, every podcast episode, every conversation, every industry that we enter into, that we get to bring you, that we get to bring the culture of the kingdom of heaven, truth, goodness, and beauty, and everywhere we go. And so, Lord, Maybe I'm going to read the full scripture, Romans uh, 12, 10. May we love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. May we take the lead in honoring one another. May we never lack diligence and zeal. May we always be fervent in the spirit. And may we always serve you to the best of our ability to bring you glory, to bring goodness to the world around us, and to live fully alive. Thank you, God, that we stand in awe and wonder of you, that we are holy and set apart because of you, that you are wisdom itself. And because we're connected with you, we are women who make wise decisions. May we always stand and live out honor. May it be fun. It gets to be fun. May we always know that our freedom forever and always comes from knowing you, being yours, and dwelling right where you are. Thank you, God, for every listener every person here in this room bless them lord we are blessed to be a blessing and it's in jesus precious name that we all pray amen